4: Bob Seska Show. Bob
3: Saska.
1: Bob. 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 Bob? Maluga Luga. Luga Luga Luga. Why don't I just call you Bob? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, February 23 2023. This is the Bob Seska show on the Section Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 764 of the Biden Harris administration, 621 days until the twenty-four presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter. Bob Seska underscore go Spoutable Bob Seska Patreon Bob show dot com Did you get all that? Did you write that down? Good, there's going to be a quiz later Oh look, sitting right over there It's the Goth Ninja
4: <laughs>
1: Yep Jody Hamilton's here We call her Spicy Jody sometimes <laughs> Patreon dot com slash from the bunker That's where you find her podcast Which is also called From the Bunker David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer. By the way, we sometimes call him T-Rex and sometimes call him Spicy T-Rex. I'm in a weird mood
5: (laughs) I'm always Spicy (laughs) T-Rex.
1: All right, goth ninjas, uh, thank you for joining me today. Lots to talk about. Uh, First of all, if you haven't listened yet... Run, don't walk, and go listen to my interview with Adam Richman from yesterday. Adam Richman from *The Food That Built America* on History Channel. He's also the former host of *Man vs. Food*. Plus, he's also the host of Adam Eats the 80s, and he's the host of The Greatest of All Time. So, once you're done listening to this episode, don't stop listening to what you're listening to right now. But once you're done, go and listen to yesterday's interview show. It was so amazing to talk with Adam. He had so much to say, endlessly fascinating. We also talked about his friendship with Anthony Bourdain, and then... We also talked about uh, lots of Civil War history, because it turns out he's yay. also a Gettysburg guy. And so I was like, yay, all right. My kind of guest.
5: Nerd. Nerd.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I know. Before
5: we get too far into the show, <laughs> yeah. I would like to share a bit of good news. Okay. My friend Chris, who we did the funder for, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, he uh, is responding really well to the radiation, and they don't think they're going to have to do chemo. <gasps> oh, hey. Yay! Good news. So that is really good news So he may be, uh, you know, get through this round of treatments And I'm not sure if they're going to do surgery or what But it looks like they're getting good margins or whatever Or cancer talk
1: uh, Congratulations um, to him, yeah So
5: thank you to everyone who contributed so much um, That is, you know, you guys are awesome
1: Yes, I'm so glad to hear that news yeah, uh, You know, great. so much bad news these days It's always nice to hear about someone who's doing well and everything's okay So good, good, good all right, so indictments could drop any time now. I get the sense that um, we could be seeing indictments during this show, immediately after the show, maybe tomorrow, <laughs> maybe Monday. They'll but- be
5: as soon as we hit stop on the
1: recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it always is. And yeah. so this is obviously regarding Fulton County and Fonnie Willis and the grand jury there. Clearly, Emily Kors, who is the jury foreperson... <laughs> in the grand jury down there, the special grand jury. She has been doing her damnedest to make sure that uh, indictments don't happen, I guess. I don't know. don't
4: know.
5: How does, I mean, I don't see a Georgia grand jury is different than a criminal grand jury. This is a fact-finding expedition that makes recommendations It does not issue indictments. And I do not think that she was restricted under the law from saying anything that she said.
2: She wasn't. In fact, Georgia Law uh, states that they just cannot talk about the deliberations. They can talk about anything else. Like, Like, she can't talk about how they came to their conclusions. She can just talk about the conclusions. And she's been very cagey with what the judge released.
1: Right. I'm not overly concerned about what this will actually mean for indictments, because ultimately this doesn't really have to do with Fannie Willis' decision making, and she's the one who decides whether or not to uh, hand down indictments in this case. However, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's minion, the people who may be listed for indictments in this grand jury report, are going to make a big poopy diaper stink about all of this. They already yep. are. Uh, some outside legal experts have said that Ms. core's public comments present a headache, if nothing else, for prosecutors because the four women's discussion of some elements of the case could be seen as diminishing the gravity of the proceedings. Others express mm-hmm. doubt that they would have uh, much impact, if any, on the case, in part because special grand juries cannot bring criminal charges. But you got to know that Donald Trump and all of these people, probably Rudy Giuliani, probably John Eastman there, too. They're going to go up against... Every single motion, they're going to sue for every single little detail that happens along the way. They're going to try to stall and yeah. delay. That's all they know
5: how to do. Yeah, exactly. Is file motions and complain and stall. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should launch it in like, well, you see, Grand Jury is not like a regular jury. Just like your Georgia uncle may not necessarily be your mom or daddy's <laughs> brother. It's someone who's real good friends with your mom and daddy who you've known all your life and he's your uncle, but he's not really your uncle-uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. It's it's an investigation, but it's not a prosecution-based organism. It's basically uh, <laughs> meant to gather facts and make recommendations to the prosecutor.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Cletus. I appreciate that.
5: <laughs> Anytime.
1: We have to have a special Cletus Law and Order, son.
5: Gotta, like, gotta, gotta make just like just a- that
1: on banjos.
5: Dong, <laughs> dong. Don.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? Like a super twangy version of that would be amazing. Someone has to make that for us. The law and order sound, but like with a banjo. That's perfect. Bang, bang. Yes, I'll be waiting. I'll be standing by. Operators, standing by for your <laughs> submission. It presumes that
5: I know absolutely anything else about Georgia law. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going to have further things to say on this topic. Yeah, that's right. Like
1: okay. last night I was on Fugelsang's show, as I normally am, on Wednesdays, and I must have said three or four times, hey, look, I'm not an expert in Georgia grand juries or anything like that, but here's my opinion anyway.
2: (laughs) That's what I, I'm the law and order person on Stephanie's show, unless an actual lawyer is on.
1: But you're actually good at it. You you know what you're talking about, Jody.
2: I I was pre-law at one point, so. Yeah. (laughs) There was a little, I needed one class and then the LSAT and I could have gotten into law
1: school. I believe that Donald Trump, he is more stressed out about these things than he ever lets on. And that's what I'm really enjoying observing, uh, especially when it comes to this, which will be the first time I think an ex-president has been indicted for a crime and uh, a crime related to elections. Uh, that's a whole separate matter, but yeah. good luck. Good luck, Donald Trump. And meantime, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner were both subpoenaed by the special counsel overseeing the investigation into Donald Trump's post-election fuckery.
5: Mm-hmm. I've watched some of Jared Kushner's testimony from for January 6th committee the other night, and mm-hmm. I was just like... How many fucking Xanax did this bozo take? I mean, he's like barely talking. Yeah, His yeah. face is completely rigid from botox, and it's wow. just like
1: that's I mean, far it's, more annoying a voice than Gilbert Godfrey did
5: <laughs> for <yeah>. Jared
1: Kushner. <laughs> but
5: I mean, have you seen it though? I mean, he really hes like got vocal fry going on, like a teenage girl. Like he's trying to make his voice sound deeper, and he's like, I, I just I yeah, don't know what yeah. The hell. I'm just like, these people are such fucking freaks.
1: Well, the question is, does he actually sit? Does Ivanka actually sit for testimony? Do they actually deliver documents here? Or do they fight it like Donald does? Or do they fight it like Rudy Giuliani and Mark Meadows do?
2: I think Donald's going to try to stop it first. Stop Ivanka
1: and Jared from testifying?
2: Yeah, because they were, you know, advisors to him in the White House.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, the, the old, so he's going to try privilege. to pull that
2: bullshit, mm-hmm. the executive privilege crap. But um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not sure they're going to try. I, you know, I think and they want to throw scream. daddy under the bus. I think they want mm. him gone
1: based on McKay Coppins reporting recently yeah. where a lot yeah. of Republicans are like, geez, what is it? going to fucking die? What is he going to die? Yeah. die? I mean, that's exactly what they're saying. I mean, there's a <laughs> quote in the McKay Coppins piece. We're just waiting for Trump's mortal demise. That that was was a very kind way of saying, yeah, we want him to die.
5: We're waiting for a post-COVID blood clot (laughs) to fucking end our long national nightmare. (laughs) Exactly. We will never see his bloated scrotum face ever again.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, you know, uh, Trump is sticking with Ron DeSanctimonious. He decided, you know what, I'm not going to call him Meatball Ron. I'm not going to call DeSantis Meatball Ron, which is a weird choice and a weird announcement for him to make. Because his just...
5: friends called him and were like, Donald, you can't be anti-Italian with the slurs. I'm a piece of all day's. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: what, what if the mob got to Donald Trump? Does the mob even Seriously. still exist? There's, is it there does. still a mafia? It does. It does. Oh, oh, there's okay.
2: several mobs. There's the Russian mob. There's well, I know the that, Italian but, mob. But,
1: but does the Italian mob? I didn't think the Italian mob still existed God, after yeah. all the oh, yeah. Rico I and mean, Diana. There's
5: so much, like, there's such a long-standing connection between Trump and the mob from one, you know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Been common knowledge. So they got so I think the, they were got mad. They were
1: like, no more meatball shit. You know, white boy. <laughs> that would be amazing if someone from the mafia called Donald Trump and said, Hey, you know what, that meatball wing is kind of a slur against those Italian Americans.
5: You're, you're crossing the line here. You're, <laughs> you're cr- there's hey, a of not yeah. deep, but they're clearly marked, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Donald goes, Well, okay. All right, fine. I'll stick with Rhonda Sanctimonious if that's okay with you. And I'm like, Sure.
5: That'll be
1: fine. But yeah, he's going with the weird, long, almost unpronounceable nickname. Yeah. Ron Sanctimonious. Takes up extra characters on Trof-Central? Trof-Central. I always mess that up.
5: Um, It's never far from your hand, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Trump went to East Palestine yesterday, and it was predictably ridiculous. Shades Uh of Puerto Rico, throwing maga hats at people. Did you see that? He's just chucking his well, he brought merchandise, him
5: on Trump water, which I thought was discontinued in
1: 2010.
2: Oh no, he still has it at Mar-a-Lago.
1: Doesn't water that sits around in the plastic bottles fills it, with cancer-causing chemicals? Exactly yes. right. That's what I thought. If it sits around long enough, it's if it's in a heated kind of tr- if you leave it in your trunk and it gets hot, it actually advances that process yeah. of the chemicals yes. leaching from the plastic into the water. And these people in East Palestine, in a sense, are just rolling the dice now, just by breathing and you know bathing in the tap water or whatever they're doing there. And now Donald Trump has made it worse by bringing his contaminated water with him.
2: Well, I heard um, that Sylvester Stallone tasted it years ago. Yeah, on like. Stephanie played it this morning where he was on like that stupid Billy Bush, the Uh the minor entertainment. And so they gave him these waters to taste. And he said, well, what do you think of this last one? He goes, I wouldn't wash my dirty socks in this
1: (laughs) in Trump water. Uh And then Billy Bush said, said, well, it's Trump
2: water. And he goes, Oh God, I'm so sorry. You know, it's like, (laughs)
5: Oh, well not coming back to celebrity apprentice five.
1: Right, here's what I think of Trump water. Trump water. I yeah, wouldn't, well, I wouldn't wash my socks or not. I wouldn't flush my toilet with this water.
2: Exactly. He was like that. He was like, I wouldn't flush my toilet with that <laughs> shit.
1: You know. I wouldn't feed this to victims of a train derailment. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that endorsement. They should put that on the bottle. Sly Stallone says, I wouldn't gonna, uh,
5: we're gonna, we're gonna um, wash my dirty yes. socks. Wash my dirty first.
1: socks. I yeah, agree. thank you. Uh, so he tossed MAGA hats at people and then he went to McDonald's and then he told everyone to have a good time. Do you see that clip?
2: I saw that. Have
1: a, have a good time here in this chemical disaster that you're living in now. Hope it's fun for you. I'm leaving. I'm going back down to my luxurious compound.
5: Hope your kids don't have gills.
1: That's right. Yeah. Good luck with the cancer clusters. Yeah, thanks, Mr. President. Bye. And they're cheering for him. I mean, if there's is there any greater example of what's wrong with our country than these people who are victims of government deregulation, which Donald Trump supports and loves and embraces. And there they are cheering for him. Oh, thank you for coming. This is so special, Mr. President. Yay. The fact of the matter is that I'm sure East Palestine went fully for Donald Trump in both 2016 and 2020. I would be almost entirely certain of it. And that's its own example right there. These are the victims of republicanism. The victims of republicanism, by and large, are their own people. It's like the situation with Fox News and the Dominion case. The fact of the matter is that Fox News isn't lying to Jody Hamilton or David Ferguson or me or Mm. Buzz Burbank. Fox News is lying to its own viewers, its own people. It's like Donald Trump. It's the business model.
5: Yeah, If we just tell them what they want to hear all the time, they will stay completely engaged. Yes, They will never turn us off because they're getting what they would want. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like the victims of Donald Trump and Trumpism are... East Palestine people, yep. people who voted for him, all of those red state people, he's lying to them. He's taking them for the suckers that they are. And he knows it. They just don't know it. And that leads me to believe this is something else that uh, sang and I were talking about last night. That leaves us with no other conclusion but the reality that Fox News viewers, Donald Trump supporters, and obviously there's a gigantic Venn diagram overlap between those two groups, are suffering from some sort of mass delusion. And I don't say that jokingly. I don't mean that in a silly, like poking fun kind of way. I mean that in a very serious sense. Like upward of 74 no, million people in this country are in the throes of a mass delusion that they want because it's
5: as bad as crystal meth. I mean yeah. it's an addiction. It warps people's lives and drives them away from their family members. Yeah, it's completely yeah. fucked.
1: That's so exactly right. Yep. And because they want to believe what happens on Fox News channel, therefore they believe it. Even though they probably, I mean, I don't know to the extent of which they've heard about the news from the Dominion lawsuit and all the text messages. But if they have and they're still like, it's still my channel. I still love it. I still believe all of it. Right. Well, that's delusional. It's like watching a documentary about wrestling and and knowing that they plan out some of these. I mean, obviously, there's still it takes a lot of physical uh, stamina and strength to do it. You really get, exactly. They're athletes. You really get injured, but the outcomes and who's the heel and who's, and so on, that's all planned in advance. That's all written out. choreographed. Yeah, exactly. But it would be like thinking, okay, well I know it's fake, but I'm just going to fuck it. This is my head cannon. I'm going to believe it's real. (laughs) It'd be fine if that's how they felt about professional wrestling because ultimately professional wrestling is inconsequent. It'd be weird. It'd be like watching a superhero movie and going, yeah, I'm going to just convince myself that that's real. (laughs) But even though it's clearly not, it's clearly a fucking superhero. So they watch Fox News Channel and they listen to Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Fox and Friends and all the things that happen in between and they go... I'm on board 100%. Well, you know what, Cletus? It's not real. I don't care. I still believe it's real. I think that's fake news, those text messages that were taken exactly from their phones because they were subpoenaed and they were submitted by the people who sent the text messages in the first place.
5: That's a deep state, Bob.
1: (laughs) I know it's the deep state. The problem
5: is it's a completely self-reinforcing, self-sealing Yeah. Philosophy—it's like that stuff that you can like the. What is it called? It comes in the cans, and you can use it to keep rats out of the cellar because it blocks up holes. Like it's that like squishy polymer stuff. Oh yeah, exactly. Just like it's completely like it. It's it's like a snake eating its own tail. It's like everything outside of our circle is lies.
1: Well, my question is this, and I think this bears uh, maybe ongoing discussion, and this kind of relates a little bit to Marjorie Taylor Greene and full secession, all this crap she's talking about regarding a national divorce. We cannot continue as a democracy, as a republic, when there are 74 million voting Americans who are suffering from a mass delusion. At some point, we're going to need to figure out, the rest of us, are going to need to figure out how to deprogram these people.
2: It's like trying to f- uh, to figure out the homeless issue. Yeah. It's that complicated.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not just I think it's
5: a, you know, it's going to be a significant barrier to anything making any progress for mm-hmm. the next decade, I just mm-hmm. because these people are so sealed into their bubble and they've been trained like Pavlov's dogs to mm-hmm. go completely nuts and, you know, f- f- just f- out whenever anything mm-hmm. contradicts their narrative.
1: And we can't just go to, I think a lot of liberals are going to the easiest thing, which is to say, okay, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you and your friends want to secede from the United States. Bye-bye. Go ahead. No, no, we can't go see, there. We don't
5: have red states and blue states. Right. It's a myth. Per- they're it's all a purple. total myth. Yep. Because there are lots of liberals in Atlanta and mm-hmm. lots of liberals in Athens and lots of liberals in the town I grew up in, in Georgia, and we have two Democratic senators folks. Yeah. Yeah. So like I mean where you gonna go, Marjorie. Yeah. You can't stay here. There's too many Mexicans and black people in Georgia for you, bitch. So go sand that old cabinet with your face and (laughs) shut the fuck up.
1: There, There is a, a process for it, and I think it happens in the state legislatures where they vote on it and they they secede based on that vote. And I don't know that Georgia even has the votes with a majority Republican uh, General Assembly and a Republican governor. I don't think they could actually do it. But if the they did- The state
5: would completely shut down with that federal uh, money. Of,
1: of course it would. And you know what else? Not only would David Ferguson then be part of whatever seceded nation this would become, but also- so Marjorie Taylor Greene would be out of a job. You cannot be right, the U.S. The member Congress. of Congress. Yes, because she's a member yeah. of the U.S. Congress, and if Georgia separates from the United States, then therefore she would no longer be a representative from Georgia in the United States Congress. She would have to exactly. run for election in her new state.
5: No, she could just get a job on HGTV as a belt sander. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. I fucking hate her so much, but it's just like, you know, this is all impossible. <laughs> you cannot secede from the union. and I mean, it's like, I love the United States so much that it needs to be
1: no more. Not anymore. the United States. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. I,
5: like, I love my country so much that I don't want it to be a country.
1: It's literally one of the most unpatriotic things you can push for. Yes, I absolutely. I, I mean, imagine, like, the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem. They would be abandoning those two things. I'd wager that abandoning the national anthem is worse than taking a knee during the national anthem. And that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to do. Oh, so fucking lutely
5: Can you imagine if Bernie Sanders was like, Vermont's going to secede from the United States and just like how they would be calling for him I to know. be hanged as a traitor and it just... Oh,
1: uh, did you God. did you see Bernie Sanders walking into that flash mob? <laughs>
4: No, no. There's a
5: video. Oh no,
1: I did around. see
2: that. Oh, that poor man. He was just—he was so Bernie about it. He
1: was so Bernie. Walks it. out of the hotel, and there are people doing like a uh, dance out front of the hotel, mm-hmm. and he stumbles into it. And he's like, "What's going on here? I don't understand any of this." And he just has to turn around, and go back. in. so, he such was just, an angry he was look so, at So it
2: was so so Bernie.
1: Yes, yes. Somehow he tied that into millionaires and billionaires. I don't know how we did it, but...
5: (laughs) And their flash mobs and their frivolous (laughs) dance and song numbers are bringing this country down.
1: (laughs) We need equity in show tunes. Um. (laughs) Well, just going back to secession real quick... um, I really have to take issue with some liberals who keep saying, yes, please go and make your own country. Because I can't emphasize enough how inextricably tied union is to democracy. If we say that nations cannot survive intact under democracy, then no nation will want to form as a democracy if they see that, okay, well, not only did it precipitate a civil war in 1861 in the United States, but then there's another one in 2023. Parts of the nation are breaking off. This is an untenable way to set up a nation. So why even bother to do that? And if if you're supporting that concept, what you're saying is, Democracy is inherently flawed and will eventually lead to the balkanization of wherever it's implemented. And that's a place we cannot go. That was one of the things that drove Lincoln to so vigorously fight the Civil War, because he knew the ideas that that would throw off, the uh, despotism that that would give rise to in the future. And so he knew, if I don't pull out all the stops here, and the United States ends up splitting, dissolving forever... Uh, this is going to be such bad news, not only for the United States, but fledgling democracies deep, deep, deep into the future. I mean, everything could have changed. The course of global history, human civilization would have changed. For example, if George McClellan had won in 1864, that would have been the end because he would have uh, negotiated a peace deal with the Confederacy, allowed the Confederates to uh, exist and their nation to exist, maybe set up trade deals with them and so on. There's a, an amazing, I would say it's a mockumentary, and I think it's called The Confederate States of America. Ooh. And the assumption is that the Confederacy won the Civil War, or maybe, maybe there was a peace treaty that allowed the Confederacy to exist. And so- what was the history of the Confederacy from the Civil War until modern times?
2: Oh, I want to see that.
1: And that's that's the documentary. It goes hard on the racism aspect of it. So I'm just oh, warning you. Yeah. And it's it's intended to. It's intended to make a statement about the ridiculousness of the Confederacy and slavery and racism, but it yeah, it goes hard on those topics.
2: I'm not surprised. And you know, it <laughs> I'm well, there's sorry. been an
1: effort on the right to
5: downplay the racism of the Civil yes. War. they will yeah. tell. I mean, it wasn't wasn't about slavery; it's about states' rights.
1: That's to a own lives. slaves,
2: dingus. to own slaves, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> well, um, Sean Hannity joined Marjorie Taylor Greene in supporting secession. Uh, though I don't know if he's telling the truth, because obviously Fox News must lie. No, the they're not. No.
5: I, they no. must know that this is a terrible, terrible idea that will never work. But it juices up the funding fundraising numbers.
1: Listen to him rationalizing this. He says that uh, the national divorce would result in much smaller federal government. (laughs) Yes, Uh and guess what? The seceding states would no longer... Uh, Get be our part money. Of, yeah, they would no longer be part of that federal government. So yeah, regardless sure. of whether it's big or small, you'd have nothing to do with it. So good exactly. luck with your own little teeny tiny little governments in your teeny tiny little municipalities, which is eventually what would happen. Once a state secedes, then counties secede from that state and then municipalities yep. secede from the county and yep. so on and so on and so on. And everything. So where's Hannity going to live?
5: I don't know. Because New York is obviously not going to be a red city.
1: Florida. Yeah. Seceded Orlando. Florida, I guess. I don't know. States fully control public education. It says here, uh, states could continue using fossil fuels. Uh, That's a great the idea. suicidal. How many bad of this. fucking yeah.
5: ideas do they
1: have? Like, I mean,
2: well, didn't Marjorie also say that? Um, yeah, y'all blue folks can move into these red states, but you won't be able to vote.
1: Yes, she said you can live there and you can work there, but you don't yeah. get to bring your values.
2: Fuck her.
5: <laughs> but anyone. I just think she's projecting. She's like, we need a national divorce. It's like, honey, just because you can't keep a husband does <laughs> yeah. not mean Marjorie the whole Taylor. country needs to ditch it. You know, like,
1: well, this is, mean- the thing with this, it's I can no longer make a case for my values. I can no longer figure out how to convince people that I'm right. So fuck it, I'm giving up. I'm flipping over the Monopoly game board and I'm storming off. That's what Marjorie Taylor Greene has done. I said in my banter piece this week, secession is like uh, the sweatpants of geopolitics. It's what you do (laughs) when you've given up. And that's the point in all of this. Secession is inherently quitting. Yeah. This is not working. I'm frustrated and annoyed by it not working. So bye-bye, I'm leaving, I'm walking away like a fucking reality show villain. On top of the fact that there were people, many, many Americans, anywhere from 600,000 to a million Americans who died because of secession. Yeah. Many of those Americans uh, sacrificing their lives, their own limbs and so on to push back against secession. And what we would be doing if, if we allowed secession is saying, well, you know what? Screw that sacrifice. It was utterly meaningless because we ended up seceding anyway, or they ended up seceding anyway. It's so inane. All right, um, lots more to talk about here. We've got the most annoying song I think I've ever played on the show.
2: I love it. (laughs) I'm talking
1: about James O'Keefe's excruciating oligarchy. Song. Oh, James,
5: James. If only Mr. and Mrs. O'Keefe had let little 12-year-old Jimmy go to theater camp,
4: the world could
5: have been spared so many horrors. Where's your, where's your radar yeah. on that, David? I don't even know anymore. Like, I mean, we'll talk about this in this segment.
1: Okay, yeah, good, good. I want to hear all about it. Because, yes, this song, I will say right now, if there's any reason for me to punish people, <laughs> I found the thing that I can use to punish them with, and it's this oligarchy song. Yeah. And the beatings will continue yes. until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, a Republican congressman from Wasilla, Alaska. For some reason they're really Ooh, crazy Wasilla? up there. Yeah, wow. he, th- he thinks it's okay if abused children die.
2: I heard that today. We'll
1: that was shocking. That. Yeah, yeah. Well,
5: they take up less money in the social services. Just-
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, uh, Alex Jones and Satanism. Alex Jones went off about how if you want to get a TV show, you're going to have to pledge your allegiance to Satan. And this is a fact. Do you yeah. sign
5: the deal with Satan in Satan's presence? Is he like meet you for lunch? Yes, at, you, yes know, you do. Yes, you Beverly do. Hills. He lives here
2: in Los Angeles yeah. um, and uh, he he hangs out at the Sunset Strip. and <laughs> That's what you do. You, like you're at, at the attorney. Roxy one night and yeah. you just sign a thing. You know, it's a thing. It's <laughs> he's thing.
1: at the Ro- Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <since> I'm, <laughs> I'm here to see uh, Hoobastank. You know, for some reason Satan's a big fan of <laughs> Hoobastank. I'm not sure yeah. why. Yeah.
4: Of course
1: he is. <laughs> okay, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Suska Show on Apple Podcasts, et cetera, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show, or simply... BobSuskaShow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows. $5 per month. That's it. Plus, you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast, so don't miss out. BobSuskaShow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you.
4: to interrupt it but
1: we got to continue the show this is the great King Cyborg yes another single called under the moon God I love this stuff hey and you know what guess who's gonna be my guest on next Wednesday's interview show the great King Cyborg will be here I can't wait she has an incredible story
5: so fancy. I'm excited about that. Yeah.
1: Starts in Africa and she ends up in San Francisco. Lots of uh, harrowing details in between. I can't wait to talk to King Cyborg on next Wednesday's show. Meantime, uh, you got to check out my conversation with Adam Richmond. I know I talked about it at the top of the show. Here's one of the reasons you should check it out because at some point during the show, I ran over my toe with my office chair. One of the no! wheels just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it hurt. I didn't break my toe or anything like that. I can walk around. It doesn't hurt when I walk around. I drew blood. That was part of the problem. So it's one of those things where, yeah, it hurts because it hurts like a paper cut would hurt or a really bad scrape. You know what I mean? It's like that sort of pain, just stinging. And at some point in the show, that's when it happened. So see if you can figure (laughs) out where in my interview with Adam Richman that I, I ran over my toe. But also make sure to listen to it for Adam Richman because he's fucking awesome. Okay, uh, where did we leave off with all of this? Oh, yeah, by the way, bobsuska.com slash music. Submit your work to the show. If you've got music that you want me to hear, send it there, okay? Meantime, uh, let's see. We talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene. We talked about secession. Harry Littman, meantime, says Fox News might be liable in the Dominion case. I've been wondering, like, how is this going to play out with the free press clause of the First Amendment, even though Fox News isn't really pressed, they're very clearly lying, and I think that's ultimately Harry Lippmann's thesis on this, is that because of New York versus Sullivan, you have to show that whatever publication or network it is, you have to show that it acted with malice, that it knew that whatever false information it was presenting was indeed false, and they did it anyway. But with Fox News... (laughs) <laughs> we know that they knew these text messages well, are argued and very in court clear
5: before that this is not news. No one in their right mind would believe it. Yeah. You know, like,
2: well, I have some, um, uh, personal knowledge about libel lawsuits. Yes. Um, yes. this is a slander suit by the way, cause it's vocal. Right. Um, but my mom successfully sued the national Enquirer, And mm-hmm. if you're in law school, you have to study that because it was precedent setting. Yeah. Um, and it was based on the Sullivan, New York v. Sullivan case because my mom was a public figure. Mm-hmm. So she had to prove, A, that they knew they were lying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the big one. And then there was malice. And, and it took, uh, the article came out in 1974. Mm-hmm. It took her seven years to get it to court. Wow. Because she refused to, they kept trying to settle. And she's like, no, I'm not settling.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: She sued for ten million dollars. She was awarded two, um, and eventually she got two hundred thousand mm-hmm. after appeals. Um, and their argument was they were a magazine, which is like a really bad argument because you have more time to check
4: mm-hmm. sources yeah.
2: if you're a magazine versus a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> so, but she was she was livid, and uh, she won because yeah. she proved, and she didn't have the plethora. Of text messages and emails and people right. going, yeah, we know they're full of shit.
1: So she was able to blast right through uh, New York versus Sullivan. I mean, she was able she to She did, she did, because basically
2: yeah. what, what they reported was that my mom, my father and my mom, and I don't know if they were with anybody else, I don't recall, because uh-huh. I was only seven. Um, <clears throat> they were in D.C. having dinner at a restaurant called the Rive Gauche.
4: Yeah.
2: And uh, also in the restaurant was Henry Kissinger. Oh, wow. And a lot of other people. Okay. And so somebody from the Enquirer called the maitre d' and said, who's dining there tonight that's famous? Mm-hmm. And apparently my mom and Mr. Kissinger were the only people that were famous, I guess, for National Enquirer audiences. I assume a lot of other Washington elite were there as well. Yeah. And so the guy said, okay, Henry Kissinger and Carol Burnett are eating dinner at the Reeve Gush. What can I write about that? So what he wrote was that my mom got drunk Mm-hmm. walked around and ate off of other people's plates <laughs> and threw wine in Henry Kissinger's face.
1: Well, I would be okay with that last one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I would too, but... It's, it uh, didn't at happen. The time, it did yeah. not happen, yeah. and Mr. Kissinger was actually deposed for the case. Amazing. Um, and so that was, I think it was, re- I don't think he was a witness in the trial, but it was definitely, his deposition was read into the... Uh, record yeah. uh, as well as the Mater d and everybody else that they could find um to be deposed because she was like no i and i if you you can find video of her because it was taped the the trial was 1981 was when the trial happened and mm-hmm. we were living in hawaii at the time and she goes my children would read that and it's not me and i mean her her anger on the stand is palatable wow and so when <clears throat> when dominion <laughs> should they go to trial and not get a summary judgment which i think they should get yeah. um uh should they go to trial i can imagine that their uh, ceo and anybody else is going to be very angry
5: mm-hmm. don't fuck with carol burnett yeah yeah
2: also that <laughs> yeah she'll wait <laughs>
5: years to bring your shit to court <laughs> if she will show up in a fabulous red dress <laughs> on the day because i remember that day like i mean because i remember like the national Enquirer was kind of part of the cultural firmament it was at that point like if you had a grandma mm-hmm. she read the national Enquirer. oh absolutely And I mean,
2: Burt Reynolds used to joke, he goes, the the amount of times that I've settled with them, I've bought more homes because they kept lying about (laughs) him and they would settle, and He'd make money. But he nobody ever wanted to go to trial because it's it's a high bar and it should stay that way. High Supreme Court. Yeah, it should stay that way. Don't lower it Um, because it's important that famous people have a higher bar to come over.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. And the Inquirer since that has not been as lie lie about people.
1: Well, I mean, I think what Dominion has done here is even if it loses, even if there's some sort of nominal settlement in all of this, it's provided an immense public service, which is these yeah. text messages. And, and that says everything we need to know and yep. really emphasizes what we were talking about in the previous segment, which is this uh, mass delusion that so many people are, are caught in. And uh, mm-hmm. again, what do we do with that? How do we bring those people back? Or do we ever, yeah. do we just write off 74 million people in this country? I
2: think we can bring some of them, but not
1: all of them back. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a way. I mean, we're the smart people, aren't we? We've got all the great writers and comedians and thinkers and so on. We should be able to figure out a way to bring these people, to deprogram them. Well, some know. have They've been already. they got Tim Pool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, some, some have been deprogrammed. I mean, if you look at the, his, the Donald's especially. Yeah. Um, hold anymore, partly because Fox wants to get away from him, but his shine is not as, it's it's losing, it's dulling. Yeah. And I think that Fox News is going to get, I think they're fucked. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that Tucker Carlson got away with a lawsuit saying, you can't believe a word coming out of my mouth. I mean, this is starting to pile up for people eventually, not all of them, unfortunately, but eventually I think a good amount of them, will finally go, wait, what the fuck am I doing?
1: And you know what else I wanted to add to all of this is those videos by the good liars, Mm -hmm. and I think Jordan Klepper, too, does a really great job with those things. Here's what's so great about those videos. Not only are they entertaining to watch, but they also, I think, implant ideas or, at the very most, doubt in the heads Mm -hmm. of the people who they're interviewing. Mm -hmm. And so in that regard, maybe these are like little computer viruses that are being planted into the heads of the people being interviewed. But a computer virus in a good way, insofar as it implants an idea in their head that maybe will sprout some sort of deprogramming. Like I always go to the example of when I was in uh, I was a Republican in my senior year of high school and I'm not proud of it. (laughs) But I did start...
2: Oh, Sean Barton was too. So I, I started the yeah me. the
1: Young Republicans Club in my high school mm-hmm. and all that shit. But I was having a conversation with one of my Democratic friends, this guy Carl Kugler, who said to me, Bob, if your girlfriend got pregnant, what would you do? And I said, just snapping right to my first reaction, which was, well, I would leave that up to her to decide. And then I realized, really? oh, shit, I'm pro-choice. How about that? Yeah. How about mm-hmm. that? I didn't even Ooh, know yeah. it. And my first reaction, and of course, I was honest enough with myself that I recognized what I was saying. And I said, okay, I guess I'm Mm pro-choice. So, and that changed my entire worldview. That kicked off um, a process of transitioning over to liberalism that lasted for maybe a year or so, it wasn't an overnight transition, It's one that uh, took some time, because you're replacing your values with different values, in a sense, and learning those new values, based upon that one seed that was planted. And not only has that story kind of fueled my motivation for doing what I do, because I'm always looking for that one thing that maybe will turn someone around, that one argument, that one question, that one magic thing, that magic bean that then sprouts an entire bean stalk. I'm getting really deep into the weird metaphors now, but you know <laughs> what I mean. And so. Just, I kind of have a feeling they're so
5: emotionally invested in it now, yeah, though. Yeah. That, yeah, they are. I mean, it's just that everything that happens, everything that comes up gets thrown into this 180, you know, um, what's the word? Binary. Yeah. Of like, is it red or is it blue? Uh huh. And I just, and I don't know, I mean, I guess I sort of understand that sense that the world is changing and the things are out of your control. But it just, I don't understand this like unquestioning fury that they seem to feel anytime anything changes at all. Like, yeah. it just seems to be like, you know, a normal person would hear that there's going to be a black Little Mermaid and be like, well, that's cool. Some little black girls can see themselves reflected in the art that they, you know, instead of being like, God damn it, don't touch my (laughs) mermaids. Like, it's like, what, dude, they're imaginary. Like, they can be purple if they want. Like, I just uh, don't understand this constant rage. Like, kill the liberals for making me not say faggot. Right. Right.
1: Well, an authority figure on television or on a podcast (laughs) or on a website is saying, this is real, we should all be outraged about the casting for The Little Mermaid movie. And so everyone goes, well, that authority figure said that we should be outraged about it, so I guess we should. And that's, I think, where it starts. You take a position of authority and you abuse it, you exploit it in order to... Enrich yourself in order to generate ratings in order to generate revenue for whatever platform you're using Mm -hmm. And the way it's accepted is based on the reality that it's coming from that authority figure Like okay that guy's got a microphone in front of him That guy's got a video camera and a staff and he's making millions of dollars saying what he's saying So therefore who am I to question his reputation and his veracity?
2: I understand why he's mad at Legos
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mr. Fucking potato head. I know. Yeah, and then you get to people like James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, <laughs> oh, which is basically yay. more like Fox News than we ever knew. Yep. Fox News Channel, big lie, big televised fraud is what Fox News is, from bumper to bumper, twenty four seven, gigantic fraud. Same with James O'Keefe and those Project Veritas videos. This brings us to what James O'Keefe really wants to do with his life. He wants to be (laughs) like a song and dance man. Apparently.
4: Yeah. Oh, please. I
1: can't wait for this.
4: Oh my God.
5: Yeah. Sorry. I just, my lunch was just,
2: (laughs) (laughs) sorry, David.
1: It's about to get worse. If you have like a paper bag nearby or a bucket, (laughs) maybe a bucket will be helpful in this case. I I landed on this. Thanks to right wing watch. They posted this music video that James O'Keefe made for a song that I assume he created and I assume it's called Oligarchy? Yeah. And the video is, the video looks like the Grease Lightning dance routine in Greece, kind oh, of. Lord. Except it's got like James O'Keefe bashing televisions with a sledgehammer. But he's dressed all in black. He's got the black sunglasses and he's doing like a choreographed dance. It yeah. says
5: press
1: on it, which. Okay. Which is a huge, huge lie in and of itself. <laughs> James O'Keefe is close. You also got to gotta mention this is a
5: complete, like this is just a like a karaoke version of Prince's "Controversy," <laughs> that they like rewrote the lyrics for. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got a dozen of those myself. There's like the Hotel Athens, Georgia. You can check out anytime you want. You can mm-hmm. never leave. Mm. You know, uh, totally shit when I fart. Uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. This is the level of creativity we're talking about
1: here. Right, right. Well, let's put it this way. In a general sense, James O'Keefe is closer to jackass than he is an actual journalist, which is the fucking truth of it all. Here's, hmm, without any further ado, here's this song that James (laughs) O'Keefe played. We're going to get through as much of it as we can, which is probably not going to be that much. So here's the oligarchy. Uh, This is
4: it
3: only guilty oh my god i have the trip that's true pathetic me is oh Keith is suing twitter for defamation oh, i think link registered
5: taken down because they confronted a facebook investigation a video like that i don't
1: know if he put news clips in there
5: i can show you a video of cnn
0: doing exactly the exact same thing. Yeah. so untrue statements, statements about our client that are yes. false oh my god
1: i know i'm sorry <laughs> Okay, that's that's enough. That's <laughs> um,
2: uh, way Prince more Prince is enough. rolling over in his grave.
5: Yes, I'm I think I just got horns so on my feet for the first time. <laughs> I didn't <even> know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I dubbed that down to play on the show, and then I went into the kitchen to grab a cup of coffee, and Kimberly was in there, and I was like, I, I just listened to this James O'Keefe song, and I keep thinking in my head oligarchy, and then and then I started thinking cup of coffee, and I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm up. See,
5: you're now qualified for the board of Project Veritas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how it happens. You get worms into your brain, and then suddenly you're singing like the By Menon jingle in that. By (laughs) Menon. Yes, and I'm going, I'm making up new lyrics to James O'Keefe's excruciating (laughs) pop song. So let's
5: talk about some of the revelations, though. I mean, because okay. we found out that Project Veritas spent, what, $20,000 mm-hmm. on a production of Oklahoma yes. so that James could play Corky. Now, yeah. how this forwards <laughs> the right-wing agenda, I'm not super sure. Do you guys yeah. know like yeah. how that ties back to the overall project mission of – Uh, I
1: I don't know I have no idea It's You know what it is It's masturbatory Is what it is We've got the money To be able to do this And this is something I want to do So I don't care Whether or not This has any application Whatsoever To the thing That people donated Money to us for And so It doesn't make any sense Come on
5: donors People Listeners Patreon people Send us $20,000 So that we can Recast Ghostbusters (laughs) With me (laughs) And Jody And Bob
4: And uh, I mean please
5: Yeah What kind of Journal I mean what kind of citizens are you if you won't support this kind of journalism? Did
1: way? they did they actually shoot it like a movie or is it I don't know. I need
5: more information. I need to know if they, like, got an event space or whatever or, like, went to one of the big repertory theaters in D.C. or if it was New York. I mean, Mm -hmm. who actually came to see this who wasn't related to someone in the cast? Yeah, yeah. And how many poor, hapless Project Veritas staffers had to be roped into this? Like, you're playing Shirley in Oklahoma, whether you like it or not. You want to (laughs) continue to work in this business. You're going to put on those overalls, and you're going to fucking make it sparkle. Like, (laughs) I just... Like, I just, like,
1: just, I... Uh, yeah, I know. Ama- that was an amazing here. end to that rant. It was just like...
5: Fucking James O'Keefe, it's like, all this time, you've just been, like, a bitter theater kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I mean that like the liberals wouldn't cast you in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing has been an elaborate form of revenge against your high school theater teacher. Like what's uh, Yeah. Well, just, I mean, $20,000 for a community theater production. James do us all a favor, just go suck the dick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Save yourself the money, you fucking closet case, and just like...
2: It, Goodness yes. gracious, Spicy oh, yeah. David. I'm
5: four stars on the spicy meter today. <laughs> I'm just like, this piece of shit <laughs> like took down a federal housing agency that was dedicated to getting low-income yep. people into stable housing uh-huh. and yep. just did it... For a lark.
1: Yeah. You know, and that... uh, Well, that's... I mean, I blame... You know who I blame and all that is maybe not necessarily James O'Keefe, although he was an integral part, but it's the Republicans in Congress Mm -hmm. who legislated based on his obvious prank (sighs) videos. His obviously selectively edited videos. By the way, uh, he was short on money for his production of Oklahoma. Uh, I think he wasn't quite at the $20,000, and so there's another tape of James O'Keefe going to some of his contributors and asking for additional cash.
3: What I need hmm.
4: is $100,000. Yeah. Buggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, another. Oh,
3: <poor> <laughs> he's he's, not kidding. he's Arky, not kidding. our entire budget for the entire year is is, is $15,000 for <laughs> everything and that includes swimming. Swimming. Well, I don't have any swimming in my. Oh, shoe. No, I mean, no. I mean the pool. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> So what i'm understanding here correct me if i'm wrong is that uh-huh. you're not giving me any money so now i'm left <laughs> basically with nothing i'm left with zero in which in which what can i do with zero you Four. know what can i i can't do anything with it i need to this is my life here we're talking about we're not just talking about you know something else we're talking about my life you know it's forcing me to do something i don't want to do to leave to, to go out and just leave and go home and say make a clean <laughs> cut here and say, no way, Corky. You're not putting up with these people. And I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people. You're because you're bastard people. <laughs> That's what you are. You're just bastard people, and I'm going home and I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my pillow. It's what I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> Poor James O'Keefe. Couldn't get the hundred thousand dollars. But at least there's swimming. At least there's <laughs> swimming in Blaine apparently like
5: I mean we have another you know another object lesson here that like terrible people make terrible bosses because apparently like his management style was basically that of a six year old like tantrums and watching porn on his desk computer at work and I mean just it's as bad as Alex Jones would be as a boss like swigging vodka from Dixie Cups all day
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is true that is absolutely a true story yeah. Okay, texting yeah. his
5: mistress. I need a sucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh.
1: Alex Jones says anyone who's offered a TV deal is asked to pledge themselves to Satan, and it's absolutely true. He says yes, it's it true, is. so therefore yeah, it must be true. I live here. Tru- it's
2: true. It's true. It's, we live here. It's true.
1: Ten. Okay, but it's like the networks? listeners. Is
5: that like streaming services too? Oh, I, yeah, I don't I'll do. All of it. Or it doesn't like matter. In Netflix, you make a deal with a lesser demon like Baelzebub or something. <laughs> like a, a subsidiary of Big Satan Inc.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Well, we're going to play that tape here and uh, a little bit more show coming up right after these
3: words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: soldier
4: in an endless war Adrift on a sea of rage and peril
1: This is a brand new single from Antiquity. This is a, a song called The Sound of Dirt Upon the Lid. Yeah. It's the uh, second track we played from Antiquity, and I love it, I love it, I love it.
3: I love it.
1: Bob uh, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay.
5: I mean this in a loving way, but it kind of reminds me of that guy that was singing in the Depeche Mode song in the voice of David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Words like silence that you know. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It does sound yeah. uh, Bowie-ish, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Good I, I noticed that yeah. last time we played, and that's, a, that's absolutely a compliment. <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, okay, meantime, Congressman Eastman from Wasilla, Alaska, Mm. Republican, obviously, says it's okay if abused children die. Yeah. Here's the quote from the Republicans who are all about the children. I mean, they may lose national elections between now and infinity because they were so driven to save the fetuses. But now they're saying this. once they emerge, they're on their fucking own. That's right. Life begins at conception and ends at birth.
5: What, do you want the titty kid? You think you're entitled? <laughs> I actually,
2: I actually just, it's conception, but because they don't give a rat's ass about prenatal care.
1: Okay, right, right.
2: <laughs> it, it, it starts with conception and then ends in implantation in the uterus. That's <laughs> exactly. where it ends.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, uh, it can be argued Periodically. That it's actually a cost savings because (sighs) that abused child is not going to need any of those government services that they might otherwise be entitled to receive and need based on growing up in this type of environment.
2: That guy is a fucking c- and he can fucking go c- himself to the. C- I wouldn't c- punch him. I
1: just. Oh my God. I also
2: just
4: like. Oh. Love how he, there, there it is.
5: It is. <laughs> I love how he assumes that like only poor children are abused. Yeah. That kids that you know obviously if they're I mean like no one ever like abuses a rich kid like. Well, it's,
1: it's just it's so. Well, it, well maybe he does include
5: PPP loans in those future government services the kids
1: won't need. Well, you know what would be a cost savings is to stop cutting taxes for rich people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe try that instead of saying, hey, you abuse children, hurry up and be abused to death so yeah. you're not sucking up resources that should go to rich people like me.
5: That's right. But the hell is this train thought? I mean, it's just,
1: ooh, ooh, we can save some money
5: if, if kids die. Like, I mean, yeah. and then he felt the need to just share it into a microphone. It's
2: oh, like, he repeated dude, it.
1: Uh, yes, but yeah. anyone anyone who has a television show, they're the Satanists. They're the right. devil worshipers, right? <laughs> oh, do we have that audio? Yes. Here's Alex. You want to hear Alex Jones talking about? I yeah, because he's got evidence. He's got the documents. Yeah. I've been a Christian <laughs> since I was young, born again when I was younger, been worldly, had a lot of problems. I'm not perfect. But I got to tell you, it happened to Mark Dice. It happened to me. It happened to a bunch of other people I talked to. Before you're offered a national TV show, before you're offered a major record deal, they get you in a room and they say, listen, we want you to reject Jesus Christ and pledge yourself oh, no. to Lucifer. Okay, there's a couple a couple <laughs> of lies right there. First of all, oh that, God, he,
4: hilarious.
1: that he was either offered a TV show or a record deal. That's the first right. big lie. Like, who's offering Alex? Hey, you want your own TV show? On what? Uh, What network is offering Alex Jones his own TV show? And would that network actually give a shit about Satan or whatever? But it doesn't matter because- I'm
5: seeing those dorks at One America News, like sitting in the room with Big Satan, you know, (laughs) saying, Alex, come sit down. You know? and Satan's like, I guess you're wondering why I called you here today. <laughs> you know? Well, here's we a, need you to sign a contract. D- like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess Satan apparently really, the devil talks like Sebastian Gorka. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. Here, here's more Alex Jones. And it was an off-record meeting with me when it happened. It happened twice. Yeah, it was, it was off the record. You know why it was off the record? It was, it, was it, the didn't happen. <laughs> it was off the record because it didn't happen. You know, right. if it was something that was on the record, then you could actually look it up and verify whether or not that actually happened. But since it didn't happen, I got to say it's off the record. So therefore, you can't find any evidence whatsoever because you know why? <laughs> because it's off the record. That's the centerpiece of my lie here. Other than the fact that I'm a grown man who's 34 years old. <laughs> Whatever he is. Younger than forty
2: six, I think. He's younger than we are. He's yeah. in his forties, but he's way he's an old forty, whatever.
5: I'm gonna tell you guys the truth. Before well before Bob I, let me come yeah. on as a regular co host. He yeah. said to me, T Rex I need you to renounce Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and well, Savior.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we all did, right? I thought that was a thing. Yeah. There was a blood ritual, all right. of us with buzz. We Otherwise, were all the equipment
5: will electrocute you. Like and you, and
1: you didn't want to do it, David, did you? You were like, oh, my God, I love, no, I love I've, Christ. I've been
5: looking at naked Jesus on a cross my entire life. Like, in church, <laughs> you want me to give up on the like, holy hip bones and inner thighs of my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ?
1: <laughs> You're know, like, why is Bob making me renounce the Lord
2: Exactly. <laughs>
5: Shit. Have you seen his abs? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great swimmer's body, you know. I mean, really. No, I think he actually does crossfit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. We got super sacrilegious at this point in the show. Maybe we should put a put a warning in in case you're I, religious.
2: <laughs> yeah, in case you're religious, I'm a recovering Catholic, so I can say whatever the fuck I
1: want. Me
5: too. High five. <laughs> All um, right, we're Episcopalian. It
1: never really mattered either way.
5: Exactly. <laughs> like, no... All right. Well, we all well, stand up in a group to confess together.
1: We yeah. need to. We need to punish ourselves for being so sacrilegious. So.
4: Oh my God
1: cup of coffee. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Everyone's going to hate me now.
2: It's I'm,
5: malarkey.
2: It's malarkey. That do, should be
1: the Joe Biden version.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. You're so
5: right.
1: <laughs> Shit, I wish I could do a Biden impression because I would totally do that. That's fucking hilarious. All right. Mike?
4: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should we like as a group, let's like group dial
5: Mountain Mike, I mean Rocky Mountain Mike and be like, can we if
4: you <laughs> No,
5: no,
1: no. I would well, never share f- the blame equally. Yeah, no, that would be punishing <laughs> Mike, and he doesn't deserve to be punished. Okay, so real quick, I I would talk about cancel culture before we wrap up here. Um Newsmax uh did a whole segment about Joy Reed claiming that, and this is just based on the lower third on Newsmax, it says here, Joy Reid claims wokeness equals freedom. What? Which is actually kind of true. Um, it is true, but yeah. I mean,
4: what?
1: Joy Reid is embracing woke, which makes perfect sense. It's, it's enlightenment. It's inclusion. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And other than the way the Republicans are framing it, the way they framed liberal They took that word and turned it into a naughty, naughty word to the point where liberals actually ran away from the word and adopted a different word. And we shouldn't fucking do that again. Let's talk
5: about who gets canceled, though. Because, I mean, J.K. Rowling is supposedly canceled, but she was just like they had a fucking tongue bath of a profile of her in the New York Times last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she's gone. Well, the people
1: they're saying here who were canceled were included J.K. Rowling. Uh, No, no, obviously not. Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Dave Chappelle, Donald Trump, uh, Kevin Hart, and Roseanne Barr are all their examples of celebrities who have been canceled. (laughs) And according to Jason Campbell on Twitter, he wrote, Joe Rogan hosts one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Fact. Fact. He hasn't lost that show he's still just as powerful as ever Elon Musk yeah. is worth almost 200 billion dollars J.K. Rowling is one of the best-selling authors in history Donald Trump was president of the United States and is running again So you yes. cancel me I want a million dollars Yeah <laughs> like, no yeah. shit Yeah I mean please Lou- Jody can you cancel me real I'll quick I'll try I'll try Louis CK just sold out Madison Square Garden cancel culture uh-huh. is bullshit You know what cancel is. culture is it's people exercising their free speech and saying hey you know what I don't like what that person said, so I'm going to tell my transphobia
5: is problematic. Yeah, right, right.
1: Well, (laughs) meantime, Tucker Carlson is doing a show called "The Death of Comedy." This is so wrong and so counterfactual. Just the very title of it, comedy is not dying. No, and it's certainly not dying because some people are saying, "Hey, you know what? Maybe a good idea to not say that n-word so much. Maybe a good idea to not, you know, joke about rape or to beat up trans people." On stage. It's
5: like all we're asking is for people to be slightly less of an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
5: you would think that we would be like, okay, well, you could stay in America as long as you give us your left nut.
1: If you're Adam Carolla and you want to tweak people by saying things that are controversial, don't be fuck. I've said this so many times, don't be fucking shocked when you actually yeah. stir up controversy. Isn't that exactly. the point? What yeah. do you think controversy is? It's people going, oh my God, I can't believe that guy said that. You know, I got to tell my friends about that guy saying that thing. And that's what you're thats what you're asking for. I mean, I why just, is it- Think
5: about like Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel who started their career trajectory at the exact same time. Yep. Yeah. Like, and like, it does not appear that Jimmy Kimmel is having any problem. He's got like He's one of the fine. biggest shows in late night television and he actually got hot at some point, which is confusing and disturbing to me. <laughs> but like, I just- Like, you you guys had the same opportunities. It's not like you had to, like, you know, he did some, like, incredible series of gymnastic feats to get where he is, Adam Carolla. It's just that you were the less talented person in that duo. Right, right. Let me get back in my Cletus voice. (laughs) 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 Let me explain to you this way, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
5: well, so every 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 duo's got like a, a a fifty white bulb and a hundred white bulb. See, and like you were the dim one, okay? <laughs> so you're like kind of. I mean, you should be glad you're you're getting money or employment at all, dude, because you're not pretty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh,
1: so it, yeah, in this uh, Foxnews.com piece that goes along with the Death of Comedy documentary, it says here, quotes this uh, club owner named Vinny Brand, who's opposed yeah, to so called cancel culture. He actually made a case for cancel culture, he actually basically defined what it is. He said, you mean like Tucker Carlson makes the case for abortion? <laughs> yeah, this very similar, yes, sure. He said here, a, as comics, our job is kind of take the rough water and make fun of it. So if we can't do that for you, maybe you shouldn't necessarily go to a comedy club because here, the comics should be free. Now listen to this. The comics should be free to say what they want to say And let the marketplace decide whether it's good or bad. That's exactly what cancel culture is insofar as there is cancel culture. It's the marketplace saying, We we don't like that. That's bad.
5: And so that's, yeah, that's we should how ask we, James O'Keefe, should the, karma, should the farmer and the cowman be friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, so that's exactly what comedians do. And that's what people do with their feet and their votes and their like yeah. cover charges. They go to a club where they're not making trans jokes. Yeah. And, like
1: uh, But yeah. it's just people saying, hey, you know what? I don't like that trans joke. Stop doing that. Or yeah. uh, otherwise I'm not going to come to your show and I'm going to tell all my friends not to come to your show. That's right. the ex- that's it. I mean, sometimes there'll be a case where Roseanne gets booted off her show and her character killed off. But that wasn't necessarily the uh, standard across the board for what cancel culture is. Most of the time, 90% of the time, it's people just going, hey, you know, I don't like that. Uh, Maybe you should stop doing that or saying that and uh, exercising their free speech. Even though I don't always agree with that pushback, it doesn't matter. It's still free speech, and we should support free speech, right? Isn't that the point of uh-huh. what these comedians are standing up for? Exactly. But you don't get free like speech. you want
5: free speech, but you don't want other people to have free speech to respond to your free speech. Right, right. Because that's cancel culture.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're talking about free speech in a general sense. We're not talking about constitutional free speech, which is something different, which has to do with yes. the government regulating speech. We're just talking about general discourse. And I feel like,
5: Roseanne, you had the easiest yeah. job in the world. All mm-hmm. you had to do was not be racist. Right, right. You know, all you had to do, it. reinstalled you your old show. Everyone's like, oh, we missed it so much. And you just had to jump on the racism train and just, like, shoot yourself in the foot. I don't yeah. feel sorry for that person. I don't know And by you. the
2: way, she's still making money off of the damn show even though she's not on it because of it's course. her baby.
1: Yes, of course it is. Of course it is it's her in baby. Perpetuity. she's
2: making she's making bank on the fact that it's still on the air and 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 good for them for keeping it on the air after the three years that they could it they got they got signed back up after two years
4: yeah because
2: yeah. they had the two-year agreement and then they re, they re upped them after another two years so it's like you know Roseanne is happy with this situation she's mm-hmm. making mailbox money hand and hand over foot. It's, right. in, it's insane her mailbox money.
1: It also is a self-preservation thing, because yeah. where was Roseanne and uh, all these people who are speaking out, the anti-cancel culture crowd, these hack comics, where were they when Howard Cosell got fired for calling Alvin Garrett a monkey on Monday Night Football? I or when, when Greaseman said that uh, we should kill four more black people so after the Martin Luther King holiday, we can have the rest mm-hmm. of the week off? I mean, these were things that people or actually said. But got-
5: like that. You, you want to yeah. talk about someone who got canceled? I mean, literally, they right. canceled her tour. Like, pl- venues would not host it. Yes. And they yes. said the security risks were too high. So that was, like, her ability to make money on a daily, just, like, jerked up from under her. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, I mean, and that didn't happen to Joe Rogan. It didn't happen to fucking Sean Hannity or any of the other, like, whiny Bill Mars
1: of the world who are just like, I just can't be funny anymore because I can't be misogynist. Well, you know who else was threatened with being canceled? I was threatened with being canceled. And you you know who threatened I was too, once upon a time. James (laughs) O'Keefe threatened to cancel me with a nasty cease and desist letter. They were planning to sue me for something that I tweeted. Devin Nunes, Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. they're using defamation suits to pursue their own form of cancel culture. And that is the harsh reality in all of this. On top of the fact that idiots like Vinnie Brand, who's also a comic, I guess, saying that, yes, comics should be, f- be free to say whatever they want, and the marketplace should decide. Well, what do you think the marketplace is? Is, yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah.
1: It's people. It's customers. They're deciding. Other it's club owners people. are deciding. The
5: audience is, is people Sorry. <laughs> Soylent green moment there. Uh.
1: All right. Well, you're going to get a punishment for that. I just yeah. can't oh, stop. Stop. Sorry. No, I can fast. <laughs> Make it stop. All right. So, uh, last word to talk about. Um, obviously, cancel culture will continue to be an ongoing conversation we have here on the show because I think it's horse shit. hmm I think it's a lot of it whiny comics is. who feel as though they're entitled to to shit on everyone without repercussions, without consequences. So Mark Maron was talking about in his special last week, talking about how this is they want uh, freedom from consequences or consequence-free speech.
5: conversation we had in the nineties about PC. Yeah, right. about whether things. You know, exactly. and it's, it's the exact same bullshit. Mm-hmm. with a slightly different label on it. And that's what bothers me. It's like we're just fucking running in circles. Yeah. It's like, I'm, you know, Jesus Christ, we're going to nail our other foot Well but, if we're but, not
1: careful. But But the point, the ongoing point, is this has been happening since the beginning of human civilization. This has been happening since entertainment was first invented, since comedy was first invented. I always go back to that example. I've mentioned it a couple times here in the show, but in case you're brand new to the show, Frederick Douglass, in 1849, spoke out against blackface performers. Somehow comedy survived. George Carlin was arrested for saying, what, the F word on stage? Comedy survived. Amazing how that works. Lenny Bruce arrested, comedy survived. Howard Stern fined millions of dollars. By the government, by the way, which was an intrusion of, you know, First Amendment free speech. Comedy survived. Amazing. Louis (laughs) C.K. Yeah. He's
2: doing quite well, thank you. Yeah.
1: Admitted to masturbating in front of all those Ah, women.
5: That's just something I never want to picture. Yeah.
1: And yet, sold out Madison Square Garden. What does that mean? Comedy survived. Yep. But Tucker Carlson... The liar that he is, the fraud the, that he the is, the comic expert fraud. that
5: he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: the, he needs the wise his
5: and source right. of information on comic philosophy. Tucker Carlson.
1: Yep. He needs his people to believe that all the liberals are coming for the stand-up comics now. Why? Because it generates ratings for him, which then generates revenue for Rupert Murdoch, which then gets Tucker Carlson a bigger deal, better contract next time around. Dominion, That's the point. Yeah.
2: Dominion needs to sue each of those personalities as well.
1: I so agree. Okay, uh Shadow Dockets coming up next. I have a fact check on the East Palestine train thing. Doesn't change much, but it's just a clarification on the deal with the brakes. Uh BobSeska.com. No, I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash BobSeska Show. That's <laughs> it. See you over there. Bye.